For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Uh, welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. Post Merry Christmas. I guess it's still okay to say Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Um, and uh, how long can you say Merry Christmas for? Uh, I still got the tree up, so I guess until uh, until the tree gets kicked to the curb. And, and when's that? What's that deadline? Uh, New Year's? Is yeah, probably the... January second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Happy Boxing Day um, for those who celebrate that, and for dads and whatever. I don't know that you have this, Jacob, but it's happy uh, box management day. Like I got all these boxes because all the kids' Christmas stuff was shipped and they were hidden in the garage and there's boxes and styrofoam and packaging everywhere. So happy boxing day. This is not the tradition, right? It's not this, but uh, boxing day to me means breaking down all the boxes. (laughs) scissors and knife and trying to put them in the blue containers for recycling and getting them to fit and yeah you know uh devin got this uh big uh she's six this little uh pink convertible land rover car that she can sit in of course it came in in a big box and uh when i took the kids to the wonka movie my wife was going to assemble it but then she ended up calling another teenage friends were friends with a teenager had the sun come over and assemble it but <laughs> the, the box is the the cardboard thickness not to you know get whatever it's so thick you can barely bend the thing and you can't fit it in your blue dumpster trash cans and and so happy boxing day to everybody <laughs> <laughs> or box management day yeah not yeah. so happy box management you know amazon has got to figure out a way for recycling into you need some sort of way like you pull one string or tape like you like you open up a package or something and then the bottom key piece of tape is gone and it folds up oh right and then they need to give you a rack because that amazon guy is at the house a lot and (laughs) when they bring packages they take back the boxes yep right direct recycling slash reuse right and it's not COVID and no germs are not spread on cardboard boxes, you know, take them back and then put that key piece of tape on and reuse the box. You could probably use it five or 10 times, you know, and then save my hassle. All right. Enough solving the problems of boxing day in the world. Back to football. Um, did you, did you like, did you guys like the, uh, Saturday football, Sunday full slate, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, three games. What do you think of that? What would your girlfriend say? (laughs) (laughs) She was all right with this. She was just like, uh, if we could watch the Grinch and you have the game on the on the laptop. (laughs) So (laughs) negotiating that. But I mean, 
like Rich is quick. It's only like 22 yeah. minutes long, right? I mean, uh, exactly. The, it's the only Grinch a couple drives. So. It's quick. Sydney <laughs> uh, Luhu, you know, did you have to like pull hands and, and around the Christmas tree and do the La Dore or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thankfully skipped that this year. But depending on your tolerance, you can get football seven days a week with all these bowl games too. They get pushed uh, outside of the NFL action, but there's bowl games today, there's bowl games tomorrow, all the way up through New Year's Eve. Look, you got to know your limits. I can get away with saying, when people said, all oh, your shopping done. I say, yeah, it's all done or whatever, as my wife looks at me. And, you know, <laughs> uh, I, it's like we live in California. If you get half of everything that I do, then I get half of the credit for the shopping and the wrap. <laughs> you know, she rolls her eyes. I can get away with that. I cannot get away with watching college games. Yeah. I mean, there's so much NFL stuff. Even yesterday, I don't know if you saw, I mean, went over to a friend's house for Christmas party and the kids were there and the whole deal. And he had a huge TV screen, right? I mean, it's like a studio, but she kind of was eye rolling me as I was doing my halftime injury chat, you know, (laughs) kind of thing, but all, all good. So Thursday will be my next game. Yeah. If you guys, you guys follow it, you send me a clip of a college game. We're going to, we'll look at it, but hopefully there won't be any injuries. And quite honestly, Anyone with major NFL input probably really isn't playing unless it's a New Year's Day bowl game or something. Right. right. Um, yeah, we've so, covered that in the podcast last, the the skipping skipping to go to the draft uh, priorities, but happens in the NFL too. It's a shutdown, shutdown season. For a lot of team. I mean, look, uh, was it 24 teams still are in it? Yeah. But at, that's because of the seventh wild card. It, right? But yeah. it's shutdown season for – those who are not. And I think when we go through the injuries, I think we'll indicate shutdown season. So let me have, let's start with this. Since the game yesterday, the big Christmas day evening game, Baltimore and the Ravens, Brock Purdy benched or hurt <laughs> late in the game? You're a San Francisco guy. Yeah. What do uh, you say? I think it was. A little bit of both. It was, I mean, not not a little bit of both. It doesn't hurt to see what Sam Darnold does, especially when you have three offensive line injuries, which we'll get to in a little bit. But Trent Williams went down with the groin. They said he was available to come back in. Shanahan decided not to with the score. His backup left with a concussion, and the left guard reaggravated a toe injury. So I think it was a combination of that and Purdy's performance. Just, hey, sit down. But I thought it was funny that Purdy was trying to talk himself back into the game, and then it seemed like a pretty one-way conversation that they showed on the TV. Is like, okay, okay, yes, coach. <laughs> well, good on Purdy, good spunk. I think that this would probably qualify for hiding behind hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did they make up the injury of a stinger? Clearly no. Okay, I don't believe Kyle Shanahan did that or the 49ers would do that. But would was it somewhat of a convenient excuse besides the score to, and the offensive line injuries to say, okay, it's just not your day. I mean, right. four picks. That first one was bad, you have to yeah. admit. Yeah. The other ones might have been bad luck, but I would argue in years past, years past, in games past, those hit the ground. Yeah. And we've talked about that internally. All's not round. <laughs> yeah, they, they they didn't hit the ground this time. Those yeah. tipped balls and deflected balls and and what have you. They didn't this time. And four picks, not good. But look, 
yes, you never know when it comes to a nerve issue, and Stinger is a form of a nerve issue. But the assumption is if he was lobbying to come back in and available to come back in, yes, there's second impact for, for Stinger's two plexus injuries. And you can't always predict nerves just like you can't always predict concussions. But the assumption is the symptoms went away. And, yes, you're going to follow what's happening here. But Brock Purdy will be available to play next week. Who do they play next week? I don't even know. Commanders. Commanders. I mean, the Rams to finish the year. Yeah, the Rams game might be the tough one, right? That's going to be a big Uh, one for sure. But we'll see. The, the, The 49ers are still trying for the number one seed in the NFC. We'll see what happens with the Eagles, right? The Eagles are the one chasing them, right? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, look, yeah, Darnold, highlight... Darnold got him back to two scores, almost one yeah. score before the pick. He, uh, he had some sack troubles too. I mean, wasn't a lot of time to throw for either quarterback all day. But I want to highlight uh, something that Shanahan said in the press conference. It's kind of a throwaway line, but I think you can uh, give it light or, or poke holes in it. Um, he said, oh, you know, with Stingers, it might be worse on Tuesday. I guess you'd say that's the unpredictability of anything revolving involving a nerve. You could say that about concussions might be worse on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. In general, no. In general, stingers continue to get better with time. And assuming that he was already better and on the sidelines on the verge of coming back, I'm not really worried. I think it will be a if Brock Purdy doesn't play uh against the commanders it is and you we got they got to do the schedule calculations right in terms yeah. of to get the, the the number one seed all the schedule watching i think they're they're clear in the division right yeah. and who knows they might meet the rams in the playoffs yeah. and the rams are sneaky healthy and sneaky dangerous at this point in time of the year right and you could argue after yesterday's four interception performance, they have the better quarterback. Uh, I don't know. You can make that <laughs> argument, right? Uh, look, Brock Purdy, let me make this clear. You, I do not hate on Brock Purdy. I respect what the man has done. The whole Cam Newton game manager, this, that, the other. You guys know. I don't really anoint young quarterbacks that easily. I think the game is too hard. How often have you seen a backup come up with one game, two games? That doesn't make them a perennial top five quarterback, right? Brock Purdy has done it for longer than most, and he fully deserves the MVP consideration that he had. But if you really look at it, I mean, in the games that the 49ers have lost – and you're a big 49er fan. Yes, there was no Trent Williams and the whole deal, but the one thing that Brock Purdy hasn't shown that he can do yet is chase. Now, I would argue there's a lot of quarterbacks that can't chase. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very hard to compare him to number 15, Patrick Mahomes. Right. But if you go back to the Super Bowl where the Chiefs played the 49ers, in Miami, I still remember because it was the last pre-COVID Super Bowl and I was there and <laughs> press pass and the whole deal. In the fourth quarter, 
the Chiefs were down double digits in the fourth quarter. And they won by double digits. They were down 10 and they won by 11, all in one quarter. Not a lot of quarterbacks can do that, but Brock Purdy hasn't yet. And some yeah, they, have. That's all. I'm they had saying. kind of an, an odd stat that they popped up during the game yesterday. It was like during Shanahan's run, they're 0 and 38 when they trail by eight or more in the fourth quarter. So that kind of speaks to what you're saying is they're not. And I'm not blaming just, and, yeah. yeah, just Brock Purdy. But, and that's kind of what, look, you guys know this. I'm not a handicapper, but I do learn from the handicappers and whatever. And to me, I was banging the drum to say Brock Purdy minus 200. Yeah. I'm not necessarily buying that because of all the weapons he has around him. Second place before kickoff in the game was Lamar Jackson plus 500. Right. And based on our injuries, D-line, linebacker, safety, based on the fact that the Cardinals last week moved the ball on the ground a lot, mm. and based on value only, if you believed the Ravens could win the game, money line was plus 165. And Moneyline 49ers was minus 200. If the Ravens were going to win the game, that would mean what? Lamar would have to have a reasonable game, a good game, right? Right. There's no Mark Andrews. There's no J.K. Dobbins. There's not a lot of wide receiver spectacular guys. Or running back, you know, Lamar yeah. needs to have a game. Now, the defense had a game, let's be fair, right? And Brock Purdy threw four picks, and even if they're tip balls, I mean, he's out of the MVP conversation yeah. now. I mean, you want to guess if, what Lamar's is going to get it? It's CMC, and he's in second place right now. Second place, correct, or something. But Lamar went from plus five hundred <laughs> to minus one seventy-five to minus two hundred, yeah. depending on the book. That's yeah. a tremendous. And and in horse racing terms, I was like, I'm not saying Lamar was going to win it, but he was. Uh, on the board, at, he was a horse on the board at 10 or 15 to 1 with 5 to 1 value, right? Right. <laughs> so to speak. I just like, he's not plus 500. And if he wins in this Christmas Day game where you are a little bit head-to-head, one guy has four no touchdowns and four interceptions, and one guy has two touchdowns and no interceptions. That's how they flipped. That's right? the big flip. Huge one-game flip. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, does this open – look, here's the question for you, and it's a little less injury-based. This one this week when we were saying Lamar at plus 500 had some injury basis. Now, they didn't have overwhelming success on the ground, and their defense had a big part of it, but they hung in there, and once they got up, it was hard to chase. But next week, who do the Ravens play? Got the, the chance to clinch number one in the AFC. That game right now, the winner of that game holds the number one seed. Now, Correct. if the Ravens win, they lock up the number one seed. Yeah. Doesn't matter what happens week 18. If right. the Dolphins win, they would still have to win week 18 against Buffalo or have the Ravens lose in week 18 
because they'd be tied and have the head-to-head -head tiebreaker. So Tua's at 11, plus 1,100 or 1,200 for MVP. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it will because Miami <laughs> has its offensive line issues and the defense has been pretty good. But if Tua has himself a game and the Dolphins' defense has himself a game against Lamar, do we see that happen again? I don't know. It's less injury-based this time. It's, But I think we're all prisoners of the moment, right? Alabama beat Georgia, and they got into the college football playoffs. No one cares about that Alabama oh, loss. The recent the loss. Season. Yeah. No one cares less, right? Right. Um, recent losses are worse. Yeah. And this look, if this Brock Purdy game happened week two, it's yeah. less of a deal than happening now as he's the front runner. And basically everyone's saying the MVP of the league doesn't get benched. The yeah. MVP of the league doesn't throw four interceptions, even if they're tip balls and bad luck, right? That's what knocks back out the three three pick game against the Bills. Yeah. Three kick uh, knock Dak out. Yeah, pretty much, right? Dak is out of the conversation now, especially late season like this. And to be fair, Lamar, he doesn't have a lot of offensive talent around him. The defense has played well, no question. Um, so interesting to see Tua, but if you, that really happens and Tyreek goes off, does he get vaulted in, right? <laughs> so it's less of a linear thing, but who knows? It could happen again, but that was a good value call, I think. And it was injury-based and, um, and looking at it. So we'll see. Uh, to highlight uh, injuries on the Dolphins end, you mentioned some of the O-line issues and defense banged up. Um, Jalen Waddle came out the game left ankle he got poked early in the eye earlier returned from that but left with a left ankle injury later uh mike mcdaniel said looking like a high ankle teams evaluating they're not sure his status the rest of the season the next two games so look mike mcdaniel uh, you know there's some coach speak in there uh, i think he's trying to be fair and honest but he's not a medical person the poked in the eye Thankfully, it doesn't happen that often, but he got poked yeah. pretty good. And the reason to go to the locker room is they probably put some fluorescein dye in to look for corneal abrasion. When they didn't see that, he was allowed to return to the game. Um, the ankle for Jalen Wall, we saw this was not a Tyreek Hill was a legit high ankle, right? And Tyreek had a good second half when mm -hmm. Waddle was out. Um, still not 100%, though. I think he'll be better next week, even. Um, Jalen Waddle, by our video, does not have a high ankle sprain. He got twisted up a little bit when he got tackled as he was going out of bounds. It was not a Tyree Kill hip drop type tackle with a classic high ankle sprain. I think Waddle plays. Uh, I don't think it's a high ankle. Yeah, they said shin initially too in the game. I know that the pipe injury pipe injury information pipeline kind of get skewed sometimes. So uh, mm -hmm. interesting that it was shin and then now it's ankle and that'd be good news for the Dolphins if he doesn't have a high ankle because it's big. Yeah, I big think he'll be for okay. number one seed. Yes. I think he'll be okay. All right. A-chan will be a week healthier, although yep. he played and did fine. Mostert had a scare, right? but I think he's okay. I want to highlight some other QB injuries uh, where I talked to Brock Purdy. CJ Stroud, a uh, big week for him if he can come back from concussion protocol. Uh, if I'm doing the numbers right, by our data, about 94% of players have been able to clear within three weeks so 
only missing this two the, games pretty much. This is the key week for CJ Stroud. We were early saying CJ Stroud is likely not playing last week. This is very key. We need to on Wednesday see an LP out of Stroud. If we go DNP out of Stroud on we need at least an LP, if not an FP. Okay. If we see a DNP on Stroud, that could be very bad news for Houston. They're not going to jury rig the system and force him back. But this third week is key. If you're not back the third week, it starts to be four, five, six in season. Now, we don't have that many weeks left. But right. if I'll make this bold statement, you can't judge concussions. No two are the same, all that stuff. But knowing how the process works, knowing how concussion works, and knowing the data that we have, if C.J. Stroud does not play this week, his Texan season is over, including if the Texans still make the playoffs. So it's not just week four. It's week five from the injury, a playoff game, et cetera. So this is a key week for C.J. Stroud. If he does not play this week, if he can't LP on Wednesday, He's likely done for the season. That's in general how concussions go, how our data goes. But also, Houston wants to be very careful. He's their future, right? Um, they're not primed to win the Super Bowl this year. They've already outdone expectations, and he's, right. they found their guy. So they're going to be careful. But let's hope it's a non-factor and C.J. Stroud plays this week and clears and doesn't have any issues. Love to see him back. Hey there, listeners of the Sports Injury Central Podcast. Ever felt the wear and tear of intense training? We get it. Recovery is crucial. That's why we're introducing you to Mushroom Life. Unlock the natural power of functional mushrooms with their range of tinctures, soft gels, and more, all designed to support your well-being and elevate your performance. And for those days when you just want to kick back and relax, check out their euphoric mushroom gummies. Perfect blend for that post-game relaxation. Very nice of them to send us a sample pack. I can't wait to dig in on my next off day. Now, here's a treat for all our loyal listeners. Use the code SIC and snag an incredible 50% off across the board. Dive into the world of mushrooms and elevate your wellness journey. And always remember, shroom responsibly. Head over to Mushroom Life now and discover the magic of mushrooms. Click link in the bio in the show notes, mushroomlife.com. That's mushroomlyfe.com. Yeah, don't want to get into too many what ifs. There's still two weeks to go, but the AFC South is shaping up to be a pretty uh pretty competitive division. Three teams at eight at seven. Jacksonville has the head-to-head tiebreaker. Indianapolis has a tiebreaker over Houston currently. Uh, but in Indy and Houston play in week 18. So that honestly could be for the final wild card spot. If uh Yeah, and, and and Michael Pittman, you know, got clear from the concussion, then regressed, which right. usually does not bode well. It does not bode well for him clearing for this next week. We'll see what happens, but it doesn't bode well. That's all we can say. And then Jacksonville has lost three straight now. And Trevor Lawrence cleared from his concussion on Saturday morning. Somewhat unusual uh, to have the late clearance with the close travel game to um, uh, To Tampa, uh, the short travel. To Tampa, the short travel, yes. Mm But his 49-game NFL starting streak is alive, but potentially in jeopardy again, right? Now shoulder issue. Yep. Um, by video, yes, anytime you have a shoulder issue as a quarterback, we're worried, but not that worried. Um, we were saying he would play through the ankle. 
I was less confident on the ankle than I am on the shoulder. I think he's going to play through. He always does. Uh, he finished the drive, right? Barring any sort of any big surprise, I think Trevor Lawrence will be okay. And then the other call that I think we had that was okay, Nico Collins played, whether it's because there was no C.J. Stroud throwing the ball, but he's not 100% on his calf. Four catches, 18 yards. That's not right. Nico Collins healthy. Um, no, especially with no tank Dell, he was supposed to get all the, the main receiving action. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson on the short week uh, missed last week in concussion protocol. Uh, by our date, about 70% chance to clear this week. Does that get affected at all with the short week? How does that uh, that work? They play on Thursday. I think it round. could get affected with the short week, right? Our numbers are for full weeks in general. Right. But also... This one's a little bit hiding behind health, too. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it this way. The Jets still have offensive line issues. The Jets have nothing to play for. It's a short week Thursday against Cleveland, who has a tough defense. Offenses tend to struggle on short weeks. Are you really going to put Zach Wilson out there if he clears with very little to no practice? on a short week Thursday game. I mean, his confidence has to be, right? I mean, right. you're not trying to ruin this kid. I get some people would say, I hope he doesn't come back, Jets fans, you know, whatever. Right. I'm just saying, who gives you a better chance to be competitive? Trevor Simeon on a short week with practice. Okay, Trevor Simeon has a right elbow issue, but I don't think that's a problem. I think he's going to play. Or Zach Wilson with very little to no practice on a short week on the road against Cleveland, right? Um, kind of thing. Now, I'm supposed to go to that game in Cleveland. <laughs> and uh, the Browns have been nice and uh, have some good access and other things and going with my friend Kevin Walsh. But I, I got to say, I I'm starting to be a game-time decision. <laughs> holidays and travel and wife and it's a long way to go and potentially sick kid. And, uh, you know, I say there's no true game time decisions. <laughs> uh, this one might qualify too. <laughs> it sounds a, like, like you I'm said, Doc, it sounds like a game time confirmation. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more game time confirmation at this point yeah. in time, but, uh, we'll see. I mean, I'd love to go, but, uh, and, and, you know, originally when I planned this, we sort of circled this as the Aaron Rodgers game. Right. We thought this was the game that he would come back, uh, not well, the Washington game. I guess this won't be the first game he's active. It'll be the second game. But uh, <laughs> that's just splitting, uh, splitting hairs there. Well, he hasn't been active, but he's on that roster, but he's not. Active. Right. Yeah, not are, essentially, they're foregoing the third quarterback uh, help right i mean we haven't seen it be used a lot this year but the, uh robert Sala said he, even though aaron Rodgers is on the active roster he's not going to be the third quarterback he wouldn't be activated in any scenario so unless they're going to carry four quarterbacks on the active roster they're they're foregoing the the third quarterback yeah i don't know their roster well enough but you could get away with a practice squad call up too Mm -hmm. if you really wanted to activate a third quarterback. But that's all speaks all more reason to not have Zach Wilson. If he's another hit and he's concussed again, and then you're down to just one, right. and you're not carrying three quarterbacks, 
that's kind of a disaster, right? So um, I, I don't think Zach Wilson plays this week. Yeah, you can head to Sick Insights for all the action uh, on Thursday. It's John Faken Myers is one to watch. Uh, he played through a hip injury last week. And then Cleveland might be down both starting safeties again with Juan Thornhill nursing a calf that's bothered him all year and Grant Delpit on IR. Uh, the other one I uh, wanted to ask you about is Will Levis. He made it back to practice a little bit. Is there any reason to have him push through a high ankle? Tennessee doesn't have a ton to play for, but playing Houston this week. Well, I mean, everyone wants to play. Brock Purdy was lobbying to play. But as we always say, you need medical clearance, the player to want to go, and the team to agree. He probably can get medical clearance to play through that high ankle, right? He's not 100%, but he could play. Will Levis probably wants to play, but will the team let him? I mean, like we talked about last week, legit, he's injured. They still have Tannehill. And do you really want him to get a worse high ankle sprain or break a collarbone or do something else because he gets hit because he's not as mobile and then cost part of the offseason program when – quarterbacks can develop. I think that's what they're protecting against. If he has any higher injury risk, they got nothing to play for. And you could be cynical and argue tank and get the better draft pick. Although Tannehill is going to try and win the games. Uh, I I look at it. He's really got to be, look, if it was a playoff chase and it was meaningful, 80, I say all the time, 85% is a good week. He's Mm -hmm. playing, but if he's only 85%, He's sitting right now. Things change. Yeah. It's shutdown season. If Jalen right. Waddle's 85%, he's playing against the Ravens this week. Jalen Waddle's 85%, he is playing this week. It's not shutdown season for them. Yeah. It is, it is shutdown season for the Tennessee Titans. It's funny, too. I think last week on the podcast, we were talking about the uh, Belichick and Andy Reid nod to, to kneel out the ball. Uh, didn't didn't appear that Belichick was tanking this week <laughs> for all the laymen that are theorizing that the Patriots are going to tank and get a key quarterback with the number two pick. Yeah. I mean, that one might be the, uh, um, I wanted that one might be the, uh, lovey Smith out the door for the Houston Texans, yeah. right. That cost them <laughs> that week 18 win last year that cost them the top pick. You can argue it helped them because they ended up with CJ Stroud at the number two pick. Right. Right. Instead of being up at number one, maybe they would have taken C.J. Stroud anyways, but it, it yeah. really didn't hurt them, right? They Took still the decision got out of their hands, yeah. Who they wanted, but that was the Lovey Smith uh, one finger salute on the way out the door. Is Belichick doing the same thing? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> who knows, right? But uh, yeah, I, I, Christmas Eve, we went to a Christmas Eve dinner. By the time I pulled out my phone for streaming and not getting yelled at at the Nice Christmas dinner. I was like, well, what happened to this score? <laughs> right? We we were uh, hard-pressed to trust the Denver minus seven, and I think... Uh, <laughs> well, that's the one I told you I didn't really Numbers love. said I to mean, take it. We got to trust the process, but yeah. <laughs> I looked at that, but that's based on historical for the season, Yeah, New England injuries. I was like, I told you that's the one I didn't love. I didn't love right. that one. The one I did love was the... the, uh, the the Dallas Miami under based on the offensive yeah. line instead. Uh, but that was an interesting game as well. Yeah. I got our uh, good call and bad call. I'll get the uh, good call out of the way. I thought it was an interesting prop. I was usually involved in some props uh, discussions, but this one was a Christmas day sneaking in 
Mahomes over three and a half rushing yard rushing attempts in ten rushes for fifty three yards. Can you talk to that one, Doc? Okay. Here's our injury analysis and opinion. I get it. The attention is on the wide receivers. It's on Kadarius Tony for being offsides. The lack of talent at wide receiver is Travis Kelsey getting old and not doing it. Is it Taylor Swift's fault? Okay, look. <laughs> First of all, let me dispel something. I get it. Travis Kelsey seems overexposed. Well, that's what happens when you're with Taylor Swift. But the commercials have nothing to do with it. If you want to say he's distracted because of Taylor Swift, no. He gets more attention. Look, there was no way that he was going to Taylor Swift's birthday party. I mean, it's not <laughs> happening, right? He's not missing practice. But all those commercials were in the can before the season. These guys have – he's Travis Kelsey. You just didn't see them run and played all the time, right? The Pfizer thing was already in the can. The you-name-it commercial was already in the can, okay? Do you think Patrick Mahomes made all those State Farm commercials in season? No. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. No chance. They made them all in the offseason. Now, we do still see a lot of Patrick Mahomes, but if they were the number one seed and doing even better, we'd see them twice as often as we do. There'd be more yeah. media eyes because Travis Kelsey became very hot those commercials got played all the time. He didn't shoot more commercials. So you can't blame Taylor Swift or the commercials on Travis Kelsey's performance. You can blame, I suppose, age. And he's been struggling a little bit. He seems a little slower. But you can also blame up. being double teamed and that he's the main weapon. Everyone knows right. it, right? You can blame that. But I think you also can look at the offensive line. We talked early season. The offensive line is going to be the downfall of the Chiefs. The right tackle is not hurt, but he has not done well. He's been a penalty machine and given up sacks. The left tackle, Donovan Smith, was older, now injured. Now they're on the backup. And Patrick Mahomes, we talked about the opener of this piece, was one of the best people at chasing when he had an offensive line. And when he had weapons, now bookend tackle issues. When you when the defense has their ears penned back, and he doesn't have the targets to get open, and scrambles count for rush attempts. So he had ten, yeah. and there was only one or two designed runs, so to speak, pseudo design. They were all off of I'm running for my life and my receivers aren't open. And, and that's why play, yeah. the three and a, over three and a half rushes. It's not part of the scheme that he's going to run, but he's running for his life. And uh, if he gets to or across the line of scrimmage, that's a rush. And uh, obviously the yards would have been fine. The rush attempts was, you know, three X over the three and a half. He did 10. So that's where we use injury information and so forth to to look at numbers for for things and um you know uh sick picks we do props as well as uh and it's not just me it's you guys doing the algorithm the right. process but that one was more of a stance based on wow that number is too low kind of like the uh i guess you'd say good call uh 
Lamar Jackson, just that number's out of whack at plus yeah. 500. They're playing each other and the defense of the 49ers. The number's out of whack. I think we looked at this as three and a half rush. To, that's that's out of whack. You know, it should have been six. He still would have gotten it. But like six would have made you think twice. Three and a half was just way too low. Yeah, I'm looking uh his rushing yards. He's easily over his uh he set a career high for rushing yards this year, uh three eighty seven. Last year he had three fifty eight. Or sorry, two years ago he had three eighty one. That was the previous high. So with two games to go, he's definitely uh running more more rush attempts than he's ever had in his career. Yeah, it's a, it's run for your life. Uh, and, the bad and, 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 and here and has Mahomes lost his magic? I don't think so. I think the difference is Mahomes and the Chiefs aren't the same from their base offense, and he needs to rely on the Mahomes magic now. Which yeah, you know, use it all up. Look, going back to who I do like as a young quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I've been impressed with C.J. Stroud. He extends plays in the pocket to throw the ball, and isn't. And this is where the Nico Collins and Tank Dell got all their yards. Like, wow, look at that, you know. Um, and uh, Justin Fields does that. Lamar Jackson does that, you know. There's a who else this weekend did that? I think there were a couple other guys that did that this weekend, where uh, I thought they were down. <laughs> What's that? Flacco a little bit lately. Yeah, you thought they were down, thought they were down, and then they they escaped. But you can't rely on those plays. Those are the – that's the icing. That's the ice cream on top. That's the cherry on top. You can't rely on the magic on a routine basis. Uh, you got to rely on the base stuff, and the base stuff isn't there with the protection. So you're relying more on the magic, and then you're, you're forcing. And then, you know uh, – he was close to he had two turnovers, but he was close to a couple more. And that's Patrick Mahomes trying to single-handedly get it done. Yeah, that was an interesting play call with the direct snap to Pacheco trying to hand off to Mahomes. Didn't uh, didn't quite work out on that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, got the bad call. Unfortunately, uh, numbers were heavy on Cincinnati minus three uh, against Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph at quarterback didn't quite work out. Thirty-four to eleven ended up on the Steelers side. So. Well, you know, let me tell you something. One of my favorite stadiums, things, I mean, favorite traditions at a stadium is at, I guess, is it even Heinz Field anymore? It's Heinz Field, but the stadium's Acreshire, so I don't know. Whatever, that stadium. In the fourth quarter, when the Steelers' defense takes the field and they play Renegade Sticks, that's a pretty cool, that stadium rocks. That's a home field advantage. And uh, Jake Browning, he's done well, but he's not Joe Burrow. Let's not get it twisted, right? Take away Jamar and, Chase, too. Uh, gets tough. And uh, as we see often, the non-starting quarterbacks have mental fatigue, some after one week, some after three, some after five. It is a lot to process every week, every week, every week. And then you get banged up and this, that, the other. Mentally, it's draining. And tough game for Jake Browning. But also Mason Rudolph is fresh. Yep. Right? We see often there's a new guy comes in and they do well for a week or two. So we probably got caught there a little bit too. That was interesting that Pickens is the one that had – George Pickens, the wide receiver, had the breakout game after saying he doesn't want to block on run blocks. 
that surprised me a little bit, right? <laughs> you would you would expect Mike Tomlin to say, yeah, hard nose coach. Yeah. You, you need to earn your way back to targets. Yeah. But, uh, whether that was part of the game script or Mason Rudolph kn- knows how he can put up good numbers. You know? <laughs> so here you go, George. You know, yeah. Pittsburgh at Seattle this week. They're still alive uh, more than Cincinnati is. I think Cincinnati pretty much got eliminated with that loss. Uh, Tomlin said he's sticking with Mason Rudolph at quarterback this week. Of course. Uh, didn't, didn't hear any mention of Kenny Pickett's kind of interesting. Feels like he's got to be ready to go from his high ankle, but ride the hot hand. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a little look. If you're Trevor Lawrence and nothing against CJ Beathard, but if you're able to play, you're playing. I don't care practice reps. I don't care if you're a little limited, you're playing. Okay. That goes for a lot of quarterbacks around the league. If you're Kenny Pickett, you need to be closer to 100. percent Yeah, that's it. You know, Mason Rudolph had a great game against a division opponent. So yeah, so you got to ride the hot hand, and you know it becomes look. If Mason Rudolph had a stinker and they were still in it, be like Kenny, can you make it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, 85. percent Okay, we'll take it. Yeah, right, right. This week, uh, you know, we got to be careful. You know, yeah. Uh, Some key matchups. Just want to highlight. AFC South is uh we mentioned earlier. NFC South's got an interesting week. Uh Tampa Bay has the lead at eight and seven, three and one in the division. New Orleans and Atlanta at seven and eight. New Orleans and Tampa Bay face off this week. So that could be a big uh big week for movement. Uh not sure if Michael Thomas is quite ready to come back or Marshall. No, who who won the first time they played? I believe it was Tampa Bay. I'll double check right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, head-to-head is first, right? So Tampa wins, they're clear. If they lose, then you got to go to division record. Um, yeah, Tampa beat New Orleans in New Orleans first time. So, and their division record is what? Three and one. So they, if New Orleans beats Tampa, they'd be three and two, and Tampa would be three and two and split the head-to-head. So would get a little bit more competitive. Yeah, and then you got to go to next tiebreakers and yeah, I think I was looking it up. It's it's to common games. I don't know how to how to react or how to find that number of uh, their. Oh, you just got to look at the games. opponents they had in common and their in common record. You know, gotcha. There are websites that do that. Um, so we'll see that. about that one. Uh, Detroit clinched already. They uh, played Dallas this week. I believe that game's on Saturday. So uh, not not too much injury um, stuff in that, but. CJ Gardner Johnson has been full practice lately from his uh, pec tendon tear, uh, as well as Avante Maddox for the Eagles. So, do you think they can make it back for the end of the regular season? I think they can. I think they're going to try to just to knock right. the rust off uh, right. before you get to playoffs. Uh, Gar- yeah, and, uh, another reasonable call. We were on uh, Saquon, right, because of the Eagles linebacker troubles. Uh, yeah, they shine, signed Shaq Leonard, but he hasn't been Shaq Leonard of old. And uh, Saquon, 23 touches, 80-some yards. That's you funny. Know. I think last week we were on the Saquon under uh, because I'm trying to remember who they played, but that, that strong defensive front. And then this week's the opposite because of linebacker issues. So yes. it doesn't, doesn't matter who the player is. We're uh, trusting the numbers. Yes. Uh, one week and, you know, and, and you saw last week the 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 Eagles had trouble with Kenneth Walker, right? Uh, one we forgot uh, to mention with Baltimore, Kyle um, 
Kyle Hamilton left the game with that left knee uh, aggravation and looked looked bad on the field. He was writhing in pain, but was able to limp off. Harbaugh said he probably could have gone back in if the score was tighter. So sounds like good news for him there. Yes. I think we were, we were surprised would... that he played so effectively through the MCL sprain. So, yeah, you know, that one and I got wrong. I didn't notice the that he had direct contact on the MCL. Mm-hmm. So I thought his knee buckled from non-contact. Mm-hmm. He's done well. He's played very well. He's a key cog in the defense. Thankfully, this video doesn't look bad. Beast of the week. I think uh, we all agreed in the office uh, watching on Christmas Eve. DJ Moore went down with the high ankle, stayed in the game, missed a couple couple plays, and then came back in. Gutting out the decoy roll thing was pretty clear. They weren't throwing him the ball that much. Uh, hip drop tackle, another high ankle sprain. Arguably, he could have left the game. Uh, he didn't. Got to give him some kudos. He stayed in the game. He was trying to block. He was a hot mess. Yeah. He was limping all over the place. And I think he ended up with three catches total for 18 yards. It was an early right. game injury. And that's one where, you know, if you turn on notifications for sick picks, we don't do this a lot, but that one, I think FanDuel still left up his line 35 yards for the game. Yeah. And like, he's not going to catch anything here. Yeah. Admittedly, he got two jump catches at the end, not for a lot of yards, but he had one catch before that. So it was a total of three for 18, easily under the 35. And that was purely injury based, just looking to move around. That's a high ankle sprain. We'll give him Beast of the Week for staying in the game. That's tough. And uh, in theory, Chicago doesn't really have anything to play for. Yeah. Uh, two so, two key tight end injuries I forgot to mention earlier. TJ Hawkinson went out with that uh, low tackle, direct impact on the knee. And then Cole Komet also left with a knee injury. But I think we're thinking more quad contusion that he re-aggravated in that game. Yeah, more quad contusion on that. The Hawkinson, maybe we need to take a better look at. I don't I mean in the holiday confusion. Right. Uh, what's happening? We can review the video and figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Sick insights is where you can head. Um, we're also going to be keeping an eye on several key uh, concussions to monitor this week. Cortland Sutton, Isaiah Pacheco, and uh, Michael Pittman among those. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Anything else? Basketball coverage starting up. I know. Uh, oh, yeah. Had some. You guys did well uh, some in basketball. The... You know, uh, props went three and one, including some unders. And yeah, I joke about it. Christmas Day is the start of the NBA season. Oh, wait, there was an in-season tournament? Yeah. Yeah, Taylor <laughs> hates to hear that because he's, I think, plus eight units on the NBA props, so he doesn't want that not counting <laughs> us to save preseason. <laughs> yeah, all good. All right, well, thanks for joining. Uh, happy Boxing Day post-Christmas, Sports Injury Central, Pro Football Doc Podcast. Thursday, Well, I, game time decision for me in Cleveland. Keep an eye out on X Twitter. True we'll have all the latest updates. <laughs> all right, thank you.